Welcome to Hive Mind. I am Meg, and I am here with Eli and Nick. Hello. Hello. Old gang. My friends. Yeah. Uh, we are continuing our Golden Globe, pre-Golden Globe coverage. Yes. Today. And it's it, the way we're doing this is kind of funny because you're going to hear this after the Golden Globes. Uh, so you know more about the Golden Globes than we do at this point. But the Golden Globes coverage is going to seep into our Academy Awards coverage. A lot of these movies are going to overlap. So it's one continuous awards season. Yep. Nick, before we get there, sure. tell us, what have you been watching? Okay. Um, I'm excited to talk to you guys about what I've been watching uh, this past week. Okay. Um, first movie I want to talk about that I watched uh, is called The Sound of Metal. Oh, with... Uh, Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Or, Did you like it? I really liked it. Yeah. I didn't think I would like it. Uh I thought they would like. Did you guys see the uh, the place beyond the pines? The Ryan Gosling, Ava Mendez one. No. Just a few minutes of it. Okay, yeah, it, was, it just wasn't really my scene. But um, Sound of Metal, same director. Um, you guys know the premise? No, the what movie. Is, I've never heard okay. of it. Okay, so he is a he's a heavy metal drummer. Like he's in a heavy metal band with his girlfriend, and he goes deaf. Like all of a sudden. Loses all of his hearing. Mm. So he is now coping with the fact that he can't hear anything. He's losing his career, his profession, and he gets thrown into the deaf community. And it's a pretty cool story about his journey going there and then some changes that he makes and um, some things that he regrets. Anyway, well worth it. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, Heard good things. Yeah, you guys should Okay, watch cool. It. Super good. Um, next movie, um, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah oh, this what, week. Okay, so Meg was underwhelmed. You didn't I, like it? I thought the performances were really good. Mm -hmm. The movie overall, I felt like, was doing too much. How so? There were too many stories. There was Lakeith Stanfield, um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, and the girlfriend, and then... Yeah. Just the story of the Black Panthers and the crowns. There was just a lot yeah. that felt like too much. I wish one of those things had been dropped. Did you think it was harder to did, did you think it was hard to follow because of that? Or like was It just it, felt too long because of yeah. it. I it felt half an hour too long. What would you have kept? I don't I don't think they needed all the girlfriend stuff. Probably not. Yeah. It was like she was great. She was really good. Yeah, like I liked like that. I'm, I'm excited to see more from her. Yeah, there was just a lot of time spent on it when you had this whole other subplot. Yeah, like the the movie should have probably focused more on Lakeith Stanfield and like Daniel Kaluuya and, and Jesse Plemons. Yeah. I think Jesse Plemons. Can we talk about Landry Clark's? He's so good. Rise, so right? Good. Who would have thought that the out of all the Friday Night Lights alumni, I he mean, would be like. Even on Friday Night Lights, it was like, this kid's I, yeah, got something. Yeah, he's got uh, of some the, chops. Of the kids on Friday Night Lights. For sure. Like, Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton obviously were going to be stars. But, like, of the teenagers, he really was outperforming the rest of the teenagers. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. I can't. He's in Martin Scorsese's next movie, and he's the star. Leonardo DiCaprio stepped down from the starring role, and Jesse Plemons took it. And I'm, oh, that's right. I just read I'm that. I'm super excited. That's going to be It'll great. be super cool. But so you liked this movie. I did. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I agree looking back on it. Like, there was probably a little bit too much thrown together, but I love Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya. Like, okay. I, I just want them to keep making more movies together. They're they're awesome. Mm. Um, and then the last um, piece of movies, I, I saw a tweet the other day, and it said all of the... 
Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, and Ocean's 13 movies are going off of Netflix starting March 1st. So oh, I was no. like, <laughs> I am going to watch them all. Yeah. So I watched all of them. Um, and it was a fun, like, throwback to, like, when we, like, like it was kind of like the old movie stars, you know? Like, I feel like there's, like, a new generation of, mm-hmm. of actors coming up. And it was kind of fun to see, like, George Clooney back in his heyday. Uh. And Julia Roberts, because I haven't seen her in anything in yeah. a minute. But fun movies. Glad I took the time to watch them. We don't need to dive into them. But. We recently we rewatched all of them, and 12 is better than I remember. I love 12. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. yeah. People really didn't like 12 when it, it came out. I kind of think 12 was ahead of its I, time. I think more oh. of like the movie buff type of people really liked it. Yeah. And like the other people were like, ah, it's a little bit too like too going for it. Yeah, but it was it's mm. so good. I've only seen 11. Interesting. It was the first time I ever held a girl's hand. Oh, look where you are now. Didn't end up working out. <laughs> what a shame. Wow. Anyway, and anything else from you, Nick? That's it for me. Okay, Eli, tell us what you've been watching. I watched Mank last and, weekend. Okay, tell me. Oh, uh, really? I really liked it. Oh, uh, see, I Have didn't. Have you watched it? I, I, I couldn't get past 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. What? Why? Oh, I just, I got really bored like I, okay. I just yeah I don't know I should give it another shot like maybe I wasn't in the right headspace for it but um you did you like it I loved it okay. so it but I just watched for the first time Citizen Kane which Meg and I talked about on this podcast and so and I had never been exposed to Citizen Kane didn't know anything about it and I was not I I don't think I knew what Mank was going to be and I was really intrigued by the fact that they filmed Mank in the same way that Citizen Kane was filmed. I was not, I didn't know that that that's what they did. So I started this and like, if you didn't know what this was or who the actors were and you just stumbled across it, like you might just think that this is just a very old film. Like it, it, like they did a really good job of capturing that like 1940s style in like the sound quality is like very like echoey, like it's in a studio, even Mm -hmm. though they're outside talking to each other and the, the filming, like, angles are very like 1940 and the dialogue is very like how you would write dialogue in 1940 and so i i just thought it was fun um i thought it was interesting it was one of these movies where i was googling the whole time because i was just like oh like i'm kind of interested in yeah. who that person's supposed to be and so i loved it like this is not a movie i'm gonna be like i have i must watch it every year like, yeah it, it won't but like I was very entertained while watching it, and I think it's a well-put-together movie. All right. Well, the door's over there, so thank you for hosting this podcast with me for all these years. So, Meg, you didn't like it the first time, but then you saw it a second time. No, I didn't see it a second time. Yes, you did. I I have the receipts on this podcast. No, I I saw Citizen Kane. And then you decided. And then I decided, I understand what Mink was doing. Do I like it? I don't. You still don't. I just feel like it was David Fincher goofing around, okay. which, fine, just don't waste my time doing that, okay. Mr. Fincher. I think, so we're one out of three in this podcast studio for thinking Mank was a good film. Uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll get back to you. I don't know. I'll get past the first 15 minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you only watch video. You yeah. don't have an opinion. I think yet. the soundtrack's interesting. Trent Reznor. Okay. And he's uh, making it sound like an old movie, but it's modern soundtrack. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. What else? Okay. Um, and then beyond that, I'm still re-watching Schitt's Creek, and I'm still discovering the middle seasons are really good. And I I knew that when I watched them, because I was like, during the middle seasons, I was like, why is everyone not watching the show? And then when the final 
season and a half aired, I was like, ugh. And that was kind of the feeling that was left in me. And so I've been thinking it was overrated lately. But now that I'm rewatching the middle seasons, I'm like, no, this was a, this was an excellent show that had low points for me. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. they can't all be hits. Yeah. Right. I, so I highly recommend if you've never seen it, binge watch Shit's Creek. It's worth it. And if you haven't watched it in a while, like go back into seasons like two through five. Good time. I think that starting a show on season two is the right way to go with most shows. Mm. If, the Office, Parks yeah, and Rec, especially Parks if it's and a, so, is a big yeah. one, yeah, huge. Uh, thir- Thirty Rock, frankly, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate really to admit love, it. I hate to admit it, but I yeah. really love the pilot of Thirty Rock. But then the most of the most of the first I don't know, season, the Blue Man oh, episode's oh, pretty. Oh, when funny. Tracy goes on Conan, okay. that Mr. Spaceman. <laughs> but it, that show hits its stride in season two. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else from you? That's it for me. Uh, we finished watching Seinfeld, which mm. was very sad. What did you think of the series finale? You know, it's better than I remember. I always really liked it. Yeah, I think that the expectations were impossible at the time. How do you end a show like that? Right. They did the best they could. You know, and it's funny watching it all binge watching because that's not how people watch Seinfeld. But it really gives you a clear picture of how terrible they were as humans. Like, they're deplorable people. And so the show ending the way it does is actually perfect. I thought it was clever. Like, how else are you going to end that show? Yeah, exactly. And Larry David has always defended it. And I, you know, which... Kind of oh, feels has. like Larry David yeah. just being Larry David, but I think he's right. I think there wasn't really a better way to end well, it. People felt like it was a cheap way to end the show because it was just like, oh, it's just like a flashback episode, basically. Because the 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 end is that they all get a they all go on trial for their crimes, and everyone from their past comes back to testify against them on how crappy they were. But like, it's like it. This show has struck a tone where they have like made comedy out of how crappy they are. (laughs) So, like, how else do you end their story by having all of that karma come back to them in a court of law? (laughs) Like, that is such a funny way to end a show like that. Yeah, and they only go to prison for a year. Like, it's like, it's an inconvenience for them, you know? And even as they're walking into the cell, they're complaining about the cell. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's how it ends, is them complaining about their jail cell. It's just like, this is per- this yeah. is yeah. perfect for the tone of the show. Yeah, but it was sad because we were out of Seinfeld to watch. Yeah. Um, so we started Frasier, which I were two episodes in, and it's so fun. It's so it good. is. Frasier's a really it's good so time. Um, and we watched Borat's subsequent movie film. <gasps> and? I mean, the... Crass stuff is not my yeah. jam, yeah. but it's a super interesting movie. I listened to Sasha Barra Cohen on Fresh Air. He did an interview, I think, Monday, and he talks about why they made the movie and how they did it, and it is fascinating. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he said he has the best legal team money can buy because you they have, have to. to yeah. They have to write these waivers that are impossible to sue against ironclad yeah Yeah. uh the rudy giuliani stuff he goes into that and like what their plan was for (laughs) that actress's safety they had all these contingencies set up in case she needed to escape wild wild stuff (laughs) i can't stop laughing thinking about it oh it's so uncomfortable (laughs) 
But he, the reason they made the movie, he said, I was just so upset with the administration and what yeah. they were doing. Yeah. And I felt like democracy was really in trouble. Mm-hmm. And he said, we accomplished what we set out to do. Rudy Giuliani's whole purpose was supposed to be to go after the Biden family. And we interrupted that conversation with this controversy. Not for a long time, but enough to distract people from the other story. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So you listened to the swear? Fresh air. Fresh air. Oh, I am so curious to hear Yeah, this. and it, it was a really good interview because he talked about the trial of the Chicago 7 as well. And Abby Hoffman has always been a hero of his and how he did the oh. accent and stuff like that. I, it was a really good interview. Cool. I mean, I wouldn't ever watch that movie again. And there were parts of it that I don't think needed to be in it. But he's really good. Okay. Um, and it's a really funny concept. And he really nails the Eastern European um, adding too unnecessarily to all of the words. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah, this yeah. is a guy that's been around people <laughs> yeah. who talk like this. And so I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, and I watched Nomadland, which is why we have gathered here today. What a romp. What a hilarious. <laughs> it's not de- I, fun. So you, yeah, real knee slapper. You described it as depressing, and I wouldn't describe it that way. I call it a bummer. Really? Yeah. See, I thought it was more of like a human experience yeah. Yeah. movie. Like like it was it kind of it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to like probably what thousands and thousands of people live like. Yes. And I I think Chloe Zhao did a really good job of making it look a lot bleaker than it probably is. Like I I remember that opening scene when she's at the storage unit and it's just rainy and cold, cold. and I was just like, "Ooh. Yeah. This is setting the tone right now." But you get to see all the people that she meets, and it it kind of turns things around for me. I don't know. It just kind of, okay. yeah, what I do you ha- think? I have a take on this based on actually some experience. I don't think that Frances McDormand's character is sad. So, like, I, I'm not surprised that people would watch this and be like, what a sad life. This is a depressing movie. I don't think she's a sad character. I think the point of the movie is that she's living in a way that she feels is right for her and mm. the people who don't live like her are sad for her. Mm. Sure. And, and this huh. is so my my mom grew up in this town right next to a place called Slab City which is a nomad town. Okay. It's literally 100% of the community there's no infrastructure. It's just people in the desert in Southern California. With their vans, and if you ever saw Into the Wild, do you remember yep. that movie? Mm-hmm. Um, they, I hated that movie. It's I, I have feelings about that movie, but they filmed <laughs> the the part where um, Kristen Stewart lives is in Slab City. Okay. They actually filmed that in Slab City, and this movie actually felt a lot like that movie to me in some ways. And they, I think this movie did a really good job of capturing the nomad kind of lifestyle. And I've spent like quite a lot of time talking to people who would consider themselves to be nomad. Two years ago, Skyler and I picked up hitchhikers from this town and drove them for several hours, and they were so exactly like the people that were in this movie. Mm. And they're most of the people who end up living this lifestyle are not doing it because like they fell on hard times, but because they they feel like this is the kind of lifestyle that they want to have that like works mm. for them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this movie did an extremely good job of capturing the nuance of like what those people are like, what they talk like, what kinds of things they value. Um, my favorite scene of this entire movie was when Frances McDormand talks to that woman who set, 
says she only has like seven months to live. And she and Francis McDormand's like, I'm I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And she's like, It's okay because I've had a good life. And once I was on a lake and this pelican came and landed on the water and that and she like describes what the pelican was like. And it's just like such a thing that like most of us would be like, why is that the thing you're focusing on from your life? But like this nomad, like that was a thing that was to her like, oh, since I saw a pelican land on water, like that means I had a good life. Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting way to like communicate what I think that experience is like for these people who are living off of the land and like it in a very unique way and traveling and like trying to be self-sufficient and caring about the fact that they're not relying on like this broader societal network in the way us trash people are who you know have our on the grid like on right. like grid. some losers yeah. yeah so i i loved that about this movie i think it probably tapped into my anxieties i mm. it gave me a lot of hygiene anxiety yeah where is she showering? How is she right. going to the bathroom? Stuff like that was yeah. stressing me out the entire movie. How is she washing her hair? Yeah. I couldn't move past that. Uh, so I was projecting my own issues onto her, probably. Uh, there's three actors in this whole movie, and the rest of those people are like yeah. they're just the people. Yeah. yeah. The uh, RV guru, that's him. Yep. He really does that. Yeah. He was really talking about his son's suicide wild yeah that's uh, i looked that up afterwards because like as i was watching the movie i was like this feels i don't think these people are actors no. yeah it like, feels too raw yeah and i think yeah. her her friend linda may like i don't think she's she's, not, she's not in anything yeah i looked up her i looked them up on imdb and like there's nothing there and like that's a really cool piece that they threw in the mm-hmm. movie i i loved that from what i read the way they did it was they went to some of these nomad towns bedrock in Arizona Mm -hmm. and just spent time there and did some audition tapes there. They just had people talk to the cameras and then they sent them to Chloe Zhao uh, and she picked some and they just gave them like very simple lines to say and uh, had real conversations. Frances McDormand really traveled around in a van. Wow. She slept in her van for a while. She was like, that was not working out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Back to my trailer. I'm going to sleep in a hotel. (laughs) But other than that, she was really, the the things in her van were her real things. And I appreciate that authenticity. I never want to watch this movie again. I think it's a good movie. I respect it. I think it's beautiful. I think she accomplished what she set out to do. It's not a movie I enjoyed. And I, I, we feel like we have this conversation every single year, but what makes a movie good? How do, does this deserve an Oscar more than a f- movie that's fun? Um, I I think awards are given out for for people that take risks, yeah, um, and not sure. necessarily for those that like are looking for box office money. Like I, if you can do both, like by all means, keep making those movies. But I I, I agree, this isn't a very rewatchable movie. It didn't make me feel really good inside i'm not gonna think about it 10 years down the road and be like i really want to throw on nomadland i'm in that kind of mood but (laughs) like but i i did enjoy the two hours that i spent in francis mcdormand's shoes after she lost that i i loved the premise at the beginning when there was that little blip because i didn't know i didn't know like why she was doing it like was she looking for herself was she like going on some existential journey yeah it was like no like i i lost my family, I lost my home, I lost my job. Like this is like 
this is now what what my life is yeah. and i i appreciated that aspect of the movie a lot for me there's not really a story arc no not a no. clear one and and i think that's why it's not rewatchable for i think it would not be rewatchable for most people in that way if this was billed if this was actually just a documentary it would probably be we'd have a different feeling sure. about it but you go into this and it's like okay Frances McDormand this is an actress playing a part yeah. and you expect a story and like ab- about halfway through it i was like oh there's no story happening mm-hmm. we're just seeing like ex- her interacting with nomads and that's all it is and then the movie ends and it's just like okay like we just saw like a bunch of kind of interesting conversations transpire and they weren't connected really and there was no story arc. There was no climax. Like, nothing like that happened. If if you were to be like, tell me what happens from beginning to end right now, I would just be like, I don't know. This woman was a nomad. And she had, she was a nomad. Like, that's like the whole, that's what the movie is. And so I, I do think that maybe that's a little bit why. I will say this. I think this movie was extremely effective at capturing what that lifestyle looks like. See, now I read a criticism in The New Yorker today that said it's actually not. Mm. How how do they vote? You know, where do they pick up their mail? They, there's a lot of details that they didn't include mm. where a documentary might okay. have. And I think sure. that's valid. I, I, I should say I think it was effective at depicting what the personalities are like. Oh, sure. That's what I think they were really effective at. Like... Yes, we didn't explore what hygiene looks like. I I, I like agree with that. We didn't explore like, yes, they're off the grid, but like a lot, most nomads are on the grid in some way for voting purposes. Like most of them are on Facebook, frankly. Yeah. Like we didn't explore a lot of that kind of thing. And I I understand that credit. Well, I don't even think that criticism is fair because it's like, did this movie set out to do that? I don't know. But I think they did a really good job of showing what those persons look like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Nick, have you seen her other movies? Yeah. What the writer? Did you see the writer? Oh, are oh, you talking about Chloe Zhao? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Frances McDormand. No, no I, ha- I haven't seen. Her I've other heard movies. the writer's really good. I'm interested to watch it after watching this. Uh, she seems like a promising director, and I think we'll see. She's new... actually her next thing is a Marvel movie. That's right. Which is really oh. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's going to be kind of a weird shift uh, to be working on like a shoestring budget and then like have all the money in the world and huh. all the CGI in the world. I, I, the only Marvel movies I kind of like are the ones by outsider directors. Yeah. So hate to uh, be that guy. <laughs> one other thing about the movie, though, that I wanted to talk about you guys with. Did, did you feel like she kind of like resented people that weren't nomads? Like mm. that, like because like when she gets invited to Dave's family's house and I like, wanted her to stay so bad. Yeah, and like I, I could kind of tell that like she was like, oh, I want to like be back in my van, like like with my people. And I think I don't, I don't know if I couldn't decide while I was watching it was like, was she uncomfortable like being in that like type of situation again, like being under like a warm mm. roof and like a bed and like or like did. Like she was, she felt like, like maybe she was putting these people out where she's like, oh, I really want to get back on the road. Like, so I don't think she was uncomfortable or resented. I don't think she resented people who aren't nomads. Yeah. I think she resented people who aren't nomads who want her to stop being a nomad. Oh, I see. I think that's what what the point was, was she was just like, like, and my experience with people who are like that 
they they're not doing it to please anyone and or to piss anyone off. Sure. They, they do not care. Like that's truly like on the on a basic level, like nomads <laughs> don't care what other people think. Yeah. And yeah. so she like goes to her sister and it's just like I don't care if you disapprove of this lifestyle, but I don't want you to try and pressure me to stop living this lifestyle. Yeah. And I felt like when she was like having those conversations with the sister and the sister hands her uh, cash, she's like, I'm happy to take your cash because like I don't have any pride about this, but like don't try and make me live in your house. Like I don't want to be in your house. I want to yeah. be in my van. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Agreed. <laughs> Amen. There you go. Um, I think that's all I have to say about No Man Land. Yeah, I think we kind of covered everything. I totally, any... I totally recommend it. Yeah. Like, I think it's oh, worth yeah. watching. It's worth you got to see watch. it for sure. Uh, it... It's rated R because she's naked at one point in some spring water, which is it's very not sexual at all. Like it's yeah. like she's taking a bath. So if you have any concerns, that's why it has the R rating. It's the least offensive movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's make our our predictions again, listener. You're going to be hearing this after the Golden Globe, yeah. so you can laugh at how wrong we are. Okay. Um, but let's start with the best picture. Our nominees are The Father, which we can't even watch until tomorrow. Oh. Uh, Mank, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman, Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think Trial of the Chicago Seven feels like the most Golden Globes winner. Oh, okay. so I could see that. Oh, should we talk about? Uh, yeah, I wanted to the talk controversy. About it. Yes, I was Nick, listening to a podcast. Take it. On was the it the big over. picture? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so the L.A. Times came out with this piece um, about some of the corrupt practices of a Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Very interesting stuff that there is only like there's only like seven eighty seven members or yeah. something like that. And they're a bunch of weird old Europeans. And the reason that Emily in Paris got nominated for a Globe and Globe is because thirty of them were sent to Paris and stayed in a hotel with them. Like what? Yeah. So you know the Thirty Rock episode where Tracy Jordan <laughs> uh, bribes the Hollywood Foreign Press for. Uh, Hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Hard, yeah, it's to, hard watch. to watch. No, but what's the first one? It's like. I think, isn't it called Hard to oh, Watch? But it's like, it's supposed to be. Oh, precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. It, yeah, <laughs> but like, what do they call it? I can't remember. Like anyway, that. yeah. but it, that, that's because like you can bribe the Hollywood Foreign Press. That's a thing people yeah. do. Okay. So these awards are a joke. They don't matter at all. It's just a group of old, old weirdos. Weirdos. Huh. But it's kind of fun to talk about, and it's yeah. all we have right now. So. I know. Anyway. Hey, what do you guys think? I, I can see Trial of the Chicago 7 feels like the most Golden Globe. Of those movies, honestly, I enjoyed Nomadland more than any of the others. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nick, what's your pick? Uh, trial, yeah, I have to go with Trial of the Chicago 7, too, just because it's got... It, they love, like, s- star-studded casts and... Like, yeah, yeah, they writing. love an ensemble. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, so I, that's my yep. pick. Yeah, okay. White guys in a courtroom. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Uh, best picture musical or comedy: Borat, Hamilton, music. Which I the its existence is problematic, mm-hmm. and every autistic person who's seen it thinks it's reprehensible. Uh, they really should have known better. Palm Springs, The Prom. Palm Springs is my favorite of the, that list. I don't think it's going to win. I would be happy happy to see see Borat win it, actually. I think it's going to be Hamilton. My pick would be Hamilton. Which, I love me some Hamilton. I know, Meg, you don't like it, but... No, I watched the movie, and I enjoyed it. I don't 
know that it counts as a exactly. movie. It's a it, they just recorded what the stage. Yeah, I I think it's kind of silly that it's on there. I, I would love to see Borat win this. What about you? Nick? I actually think Borat's gonna win. You do? Yeah. Uh, given like the the political climate and everything that they tackled, like I I could see it winning, but. I hope Palm Springs wins. Like that's that I don't was, know. They, I don't think that they was will. Such a good movie. But it was my favorite movie of last We've year. We've watched that I, three too, times I now. I feel like it's underrated. It's like, such a good movie. It's so good. It's probably one of my favorite movies in a long time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, best actress, motion picture drama, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Women. I think Frances McDormand's going to win this one. Uh, I kind of think Carrie Mulligan's going to win it. I could. I think Carrie Mulligan. Um, I Viola Davis is very good in Ma she? Black Bottom. She's very, very good. Okay. I could see Carrie Mulligan winning just because I feel like it's getting buzz right now. Okay. Um. That. Yeah. I feel like that one's kind of a toss up. Oh, Frances McDormand already has like seventeen yeah, Oscars. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. is is Nomadland getting buzz? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think is. it's like the favored oh, to win. Oh, interesting. I yeah. guess I just haven't seen that. Uh, best actor, motion picture drama: Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, Tahar Rahim for the. Maritanian. What the hell is the Maritanian? <laughs> Find out. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, can they not give it to Chadwick Boseman? Um, feels like they the, probably will. Uh, yeah, yeah, that feels that like yeah. Gary Oldman was very good at Mank, by the way. Gary he's, Oldman already has enough awards. He's, know, he's like he was very good top ten actor of all time. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, but he, Chadwick Boseman is gonna get the award. Yeah. I can see that. And he probably deserves it. Yeah. Uh, best actress, motion picture, musical, or comedy, Maria Bakalova. Bak- Bak- Sorry, I can read. Mm-hmm. Borat, subsequent Borat. movie film, Kate Hudson for music, Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot. Have you guys seen that? No, not yet. I want to watch it. I do want to watch it too. Yeah. Anya Taylor Joy for Emma. Oh, Emma. Yeah. I forgot that was this year. What what network was Emma released? No, it was, was it like in theaters. It was, it, was, it, was? it was just January. before the pandemic. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, it, was, it was pretty was it good? good, actually. Yeah, I, it's good. I feel good. like it didn't get as no, enough attention. It's hard because the Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. Emma, Emma will always be my Emma. Sure. So I was like, man, this is different. Did, but, did it have like a lot of people in it? No. Like, no, oh, it's, okay. it was all British people. And this was oh, a movie it. where okay. they were like, we're not going to cast a bunch of hot people. We're just going to cast a bunch of regulars. <laughs> they're all kind of weird looking. They're all weird looking, but they're good actors. Right. And it was like, it was well done. All right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I think that Maria Bakalova is going to take this one. She deserves it because yeah. that woman put herself was, through a yeah, lot for that movie. So in, the, in the interview, Sasha Baron Cohen was like, listen, she's in her 20s. She's not 15. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't put a child at risk <laughs> yeah. here. Isn't he such like a well-spoken guy? Oh though? yeah, like, so sharp, so sharp. He, you, he is a genius. Like you couldn't do what he's done without no. being a genius. It's such an interesting interview. I don't want to talk about the whole interview, but uh, he does I'm, talk I'm about. He regrets being famous as Sasha Baron Cohen. He wished he was only famous for Ali G and Borat. He wished people like wouldn't recognize <laughs> oh, him. Huh. Interesting, right? Nick, what's your pick? 
Uh, I, I, I mean, I can't dispute okay. that one. Yeah, yeah. Best actor, motion picture, musical, or comedy. We have Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat, James Corden for The Prom, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, uh, Dev Patel for Personal History of David Copperfield, which we need to cover. We wanted yeah, to, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't available, it. Yeah. but now it is. Okay. I like so, Dev Patel. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. Oh, good for him. I mean, I kind of feel like Sasha Baron Cohen's yeah. going to take it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Best Supporting Actress Motion Picture. Ugh, Glenn Close for a Hillbilly Elegy. Listen, oh, I love Glenn Close. That I want... movie was so awesome. Let's just make... She looks like a, she looks like a drag queen it's in bad. that movie. It's so Not bad. Good. I think we should just make an Oscar for Glenn Close. It doesn't have to be for a specific movie. It should just, just be like, like, we appreciate you. Have this. <laughs> Because no, let's not make her do it. this anymore. It's so hillbilly algae. That was the worst movie I saw last year. Yeah, it was I couldn't. Very I didn't bad. even finish it. I couldn't do it. it. It's it's you finish it and you're like, what is this movie about? <laughs> I could not tell you what this movie I hate is it about. So much. Olivia Coleman, the father. Oh. Jodie Foster, the Martanian. That's not a real movie. I refuse to believe that's a real movie. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried, Mank. Oh, Helena Zengel for News of the World. Oh, News of the World is oh the the child. Tom yeah, she's a she's a small she's blonde very girl. Good in it, yeah. Um, I know yeah. Amanda Seyfried was the. I mean, she was rumored to be like the runaway with this for a long time. You don't even don't recognize know. her in Mank, by the way. She looks great. She's yeah. Um. It could go to Olivia Coleman. Everyone loves Olivia oh, Coleman. Yeah. Doesn't like, just give it to Olivia Coleman. That's fine. I haven't seen that movie, but whatever. So, uh, what What do you think, Nick? Uh, I'm gonna say it's Amanda Seyfried. Okay. Yeah. Best supporting actor, motion picture: Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Jared Leto, The Little Things, Boy. Bill Murray <laughs> on the Rocks, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Mm. Great year for Sasha Baron. Yeah. Baron. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is really good in Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. I would be surprised if he doesn't win this one. Okay. That's my pick, too. What do you think, Eli? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of those movies. Okay. Uh, you guys should watch On the Rocks, though. Okay. Like, if, uh, if keep you, forgetting. If you've got like, a free like hour and a half, like it's it's really good. Okay. I do. I do have a free oh, hour and a half. Yep. We should have done that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch it when we're done here. <laughs> Uh, best director motion picture Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman, David mm. Fincher, Mank, Regina King, One Night in Miami, which I still haven't watched. Have either of you watched nope. it? No, not yet. Aaron Sorkin, Trial of the Chicago mm. Seven, Chloe Zhao, Nomad Land. Hmm. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I kind of think it might go to Chloe Zhao because it's so creative. She's so creative. She's new. I mean, does Aaron Sorkin need another award? It won't be no. Aaron. So I think it's going to be Fincher or Chloe Zhao. Just because Fincher like really went for it with the whole 1940s. I mean, Regina yeah. King, I wouldn't rule out Regina King either. Huh. Yeah, that's a toss-up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, it sounds like we're all undecided on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best screenplay motion picture. Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher, Mank, Aaron Sorkin, Trial of the Chicago 7, Christopher Hampton, whatever. We I don't know who these people are. The Father, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Listen... That they're not going to give Promising Young Woman Best Picture or Best Director. This is it. They'll give it Best it's, Screenplay. And it's a unique screenplay. It's nice. They give yeah. the weird ones Best Screenplay. Yeah. Still haven't seen it. It's a very good movie. It is. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? 
Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. I'll the, just take your guys' this, word for this it. This feels like the the where they're going to get their award to me. Yeah, and, I think and so. Maybe, and maybe and, acting. And maybe in the Oscars as well. Yeah. Like original I would put play. my money on it getting best screenplay for the Academy Awards. Okay. And I have a lot of money, you guys. You do. Oh. Yep. You're known as you're known as one Old with money, money, money bags. bags. Yeah. <laughs> best picture animated. Crudes, A New Age, I which I know my children saw. Okay. Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, Wolfwalkers. I mean, Soul, Soul. is the only one I've Soul seen. Soul had a lot of controversy, though. Yeah. The uh, race, racial controversy. Huh? Controversy. They finally made a movie about a black man, but oh, then they sure. voiced it by Tina Fey most of the time. <laughs> oh. Not a great look. Oh, I didn't really think about that one. Well, yeah, I'm, that's the problem. We're I'm, white, so we I'm don't really think about stuff like woke that. woke enough. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Neither did the people who wrote it. So. Oh, bad look. Bad, best picture foreign language, another round. Yeah. La Lorena. There's a French film that's apparently really good. Two of us? I don't know. It's French. Life Ahead <laughs> is Italian. And then Minari. Which I've heard only, I actually want to do that for next week because I've heard only good things about it. And I think it'll be nominated for actual best picture. Where is it from? Uh, Well, it's US, it's made in America, which is why it shouldn't be nominated for foreign Foreign. film, but it's about a Korean family. Is it in Korean? I don't, I don't know, but it's very buzzy. Okay. So I think it'll win that. I think it's going to be like a parasite issue where it'll win best foreign in Golden Globes. And then I think it'll be a contender for actual best picture in the Academy Awards. And then the rest are just like dumb music and whatever. Oh, should we talk about TV? Yes. Okay. Do you guys care about- probably more equipped. Do you guys care about the music? Because I don't. No. Okay. Okay. Let's skip that. So best drama series, The Crown. Yes. Lovecraft Country. The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratchet. Oh. What's Ratchet? It's a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. About oh, the like nurse. nurse Ratchet. Yeah, Sarah Paulson. She's actually really good. Where is it? It's on Netflix. Oh. Ozark season three is one of the best seasons of television I've yeah. ever seen. I just crown the, or stand the crown so hard. The crown, oh, yeah. I do too. It's hard not to. I love the crown so much, but Ozark season three is like... Ugh. And especially because it's original material, too. Yeah. Like, that's, I kind of stand and that type of stuff. The, like, lead, the leads in that show are outrageously yeah. Well, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're biased. Well, my, yeah. my your close bo- personal friend, <laughs> your best Laura friend. Lenny, my close personal I I should disclose. <laughs> yep. Okay. Best musical or comedy series, Emily in Paris. If this oh wins, I am going to light my clothes on fire <laughs> and run naked down the street in protest. I need to watch this show because it's I mean, terrible. Eli, if you said, will you come over? I want to watch all of Emily in Paris right now. I would drive so fast to your house. <laughs> I would love to watch this over again. It is trash. It does not deserve an award. Okay. The Flight Attendant, which I started and couldn't get into. Yeah, same. The Great, which is... I, I love The Great. I really like The Great. It's very dark. Yeah. Wait, um, really? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's really unique. Schitt's Creek. Ugh. I, we just, it just got all those Emmys. If it gets all the Golden Globes, I'm kind of like, yeah. And then Ted Lasso. Great. So good. I think Ted Lasso might take this. I, I haven't I met... I would love that. I haven't met a person that doesn't like Ted Lasso. It's, it's great. Nick? Ted Lasso, for sure. 
Best Television Motion Picture. Oh my gosh. Oh. These people. Are we what? doing this? What are mm. they? These are all. Se- okay, whatever. What is it? They're all series. Okay. Oh, I don't anyway. know. I just maybe Huffpa, Huffpa can't read. The lines uh, are blurred. Now. Normal people. Mm, the Queen's ew. Gambit. I did not like normal people. I didn't watch normal people. It's just like 90% two people having sex. Oh, like Bridgerton. Yeah. Um, the Queen's Gambit, which I'm, I think is a B series. Yeah, the I don't ever huh. think about it. Yeah, I, give, I liked it. I give it. it a B. Wow. I just think it was a little over the top, and some of the acting was hokey, and <laughs> it was a little, a little. The dialogue was like a little cheesy. And I don't I, know. And it I made, made chefs pretty gnarly. I dated a guy in it. Yeah. You did? <laughs> yeah, one of the people in it I dated for like a minute. Huh. Okay. <laughs> well. So that's, I now have for that two reason. claims of fame on this list. Eli can't vote. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you have a conflict of interest in yeah. this category. <laughs> Small Axe, which I have never heard of. Never heard of, yeah. The Undoing, which sucks, and Unorthodox. Is that good? I I, I wanted know. to watch it, it when dark. I saw the preview. But People just... who watch it like it, so okay. I hmm. would actually think that's probably what wins. Okay, yeah. I think the Queen's Gambit's gonna win. Holland mm. uh, before impressed. They love like the buzz. There was more Netflix and meme buzz with the Queen's Gambit. They love chess. Show. Yeah, <laughs> they're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Queen, she's gonna gambit. Uh-huh. Motion picture. This is, these are okay. Whatever. Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America. Yes. Oh, that's a motion picture? See, I don't know what she, they're... I don't she, understand that. I don't know is, what they're on about. Kate Blanchett is exceptional in that. Oh, miniseries or motion picture. Okay. Weird. That's why Nicole Kidman whatever. and her crazy robes are okay, nominated. Well, that's not what the official website says, but whatever. Daisy Edgar Jones for Normal People. Nah. Shira Haas for Unorthodox. Nicole Kidman in The Undoing. I cannot Ugh. emphasize how much she's not acting in this nope. series. She's just whispering. Yep. Anya Taylor Joy, The Queen's Gambit. No. Give it to Kate. If Kate Blanchett doesn't get that, I'm going to be really annoyed. I would put my money on The Unorthodox. Yeah. I haven't seen that. So. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think either. she won the Emmy. Okay. Okay. Now we have the dudes for same category. All right, dudes. Brian Cranston for Your Honor. <laughs> but it's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels, The Comey Rule. Okay. If I have to hear about James Comey one more time, I'm done with James every time Comey. he tweets, I'm like, you just need to go. You're away. done. You're done. You're done before you started. Hugh Grant in The Undoing. Hard oh, pass. He's good in that. No, not. I don't like the series. But oh, actually, he he's is. He's the best part of yeah, that. Yeah, he is good yeah. in it. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, good Lord Bird. Oh, no. Interesting. Mark Ruffalo, I know this much is true. I don't know, guys. I don't care yeah, about that category. No, I don't. Category. Skip it. Yep. Yeah. Best Television Actress Drama Series. Olivia Colman for The Crown. Oh, so good. Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. Oh. Also really good. Really good, yeah. Emma Corrin for The Crown. Who, who does she play? Uh, Princess Di. Oh, yeah. Okay. Laura Linney for Ozark. <gasps> Can't vote. No, you are disqualified. <laughs> you need to recuse yourself. Meg, you need to watch Ozark. I know I do. Sarah Paulson for Ratchet. Oh. Did you know she's saying uh, Holland Taylor? Yes. Hmm. Sarah, so wild. Sarah Paulson in Mrs. America is a, extremely good. I sobbed my eyes out. There's a whole episode whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that focuses on her. Hmm. Meg, you need to watch Mrs. America. Okay. okay. 
I don't know why you haven't watched it yet. I just like I'm already stressed. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't find this stressful. I found it like extremely entertaining. That was the most honest. <laughs> Just go. I've got a lot oh on my, my plate. God, I've got a lot going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, best television actor drama series: Jason Bateman, Ozark. Yes. Yeah. Josh O'Connor, The Crown. Oh, he's good. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, which I guess is still on. I still can't on. believe it. But I, I, I you know, I really Odenkirk. liked season one, and then I just never started oh, season two. I've never watched never any seen of it. it. It's good. Yeah. I just, I'm not watching it. Okay. Al Pacino, Hunters, which I watched like the first 10 minutes of one episode, and it is not good. That's what I've heard. Mm. Yeah. Matthew Reese for Perry Mason, and I watched the first episode oh. of that, and I did not like it. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, um, you guys are Ozark stands. Uh, so. I have to pick Jason. Jason Bateman, Bateman is he's so underrated. So I do think Josh O'Connor as Prince Charles is pretty good in The Crown. When is Ozark going to get its due, though? It's like one of the best series I've ever Didn't seen. Didn't they do really well in awards season last they year? They get nominated a lot, but I don't think they win very often. They won Emmys. Oh, they did oh, last that's year. that's what it they was. They just won Emmys finally. So maybe that's also, a sign. the Emmys did a really good job with the COVID yeah. yeah. Award ceremony. I'm really interested to see how the Golden Globes do yeah. it. Could be a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, best television actress in musical comedy series. Okay. Let's hear it. Lily Collins. Oh, Lily Collins. You know her as Emily in Paris. In what city? <laughs> in Paris. Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. Kaylee Cuoco. Cuoco. Okay. The flight attendant. Elle Fanning, the great. Mm. Jane Levy, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Give it to Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. That's the one from Schitt's Creek that I want yeah. to get recognition. Best Television Actor in a Musical or Comedy Series. Don Cheadle, Black Monday. Nicholas Holt in The Great. He is so good in The he Great. He is really good in it. I, I really like him. He's so good in everything. Yeah, yeah, he's great. In The Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eugene Levy in Schitt's Creek. I love Eugene Levy. Jason Sudeikis in Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And Rami Youssef in Rami. I think it might go to Jason Sudeikis. You do? I think this is going to be like his one chance to like, because I don't know if like, is Ted Lasso getting a second season? Like, Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Well, maybe he will I mean, get his due. I don't know. Apple's but, got money. They'll fund what, what yeah. Money, right? <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's a really popular show. Sorry, I was thinking their... you said Jason Bateman. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Yeah, they're going to, Ted Lasso will get a second yeah. series. That is, that's probably Apple's most popular show right now. I don't now. know. The morning show was a real hit. Is it still going? Yeah, I'm sure they're filming season two. They are. Still? It Hasn't it been like a year and a half? Well, COVID. COVID. Ugh, oh, the pandemic. And we're forgot. still doing that. <laughs> I'm so over it. Yeah. Best television, whatever, supporting actress. Gillian Anderson. Is it Gillian or Gillian? Uh, don't ask. Did you know she's British like half the time? Oh, she's half British. Yeah. Half the time she talks. Whatever. Okay. Oh. For the crown, you know, because of uh, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Helena so good. Bonham Carter in The Crown. Mm, nah. Julia. I, she didn't do much. <laughs> no. I, I love Helena Bottom Carter, but not for this season. Yeah. Like, we're done. Julia Gardner for Ozark. Annie who, Murphy. Wait, who is that? She's, oh, come on. The lawyer? No, 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 no. The daughter? It's uh, Ruth. Oh, Ruth. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite. Yeah. I, I never know her name. She's very good. Yeah. Well, if I ever watch it, I'll agree. <laughs> Meg. Annie Murphy for Schitt's Creek. Okay. Cynthia Nixon for Ratchet. 
That's a pretty good category. That is actually. a really good category. Um, but give it to Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I think that's probably what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actor Television: John Boyega, Small Axe, hmm. Brendan Gleeson, The Comedy Rule, the Oh, sorry, The Comey Rule, Daniel Levy, Schitt's Creek. No, I've kind of soured on him. Me too. It just I seems like a social media. About two years ago. Yeah, he's just you think like. He's just too everywhere now. He's just like still playing. Like, oh my gosh, you're paying attention to me, and I'm like, uh, you're. Meh. You hosted us an hour. Yeah, so yeah. Like, calm down. It's true. Jim Parsons, Hollywood. Donald Sutherland, The Undoing. This is a real stinker of a category. Yeah, the dudes are. It's not a good year for the dudes. I don't have. I don't even want to pick that. Oh, Jane Fonda is getting the <gasps> Cecil. B. DeMille Award. Give her a hundred of those. And then the Carol Burnett Award is going to Norman Lear. So Mm -hmm. Remember Carol Burnett's speech? Was Uh, it last year? That was great. Two years ago. All right. So we'll see what happens. Okay. And then. Excited to watch. We're going to be ramping up into Oscar noms. The uh, noms are announced on March 15th. You guys want to do Minari for next week? Uh, Sure. I'll watch whatever you tell me to watch. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Please remember to leave us a good rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also support this show by clicking the link in our show notes that says support this podcast. Hmm. Um, You can make a monthly donation there or you can make a monthly donation on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash HiveMindHQ. It's $3 a month. Right now we are doing a Patreon exclusive series on Bridgerton and it is a real hoot, if I might say so myself. Mm subscribe to our newsletter at hivemind.substack.com anything else that's about it that's a lot of things so pick one and thanks we'll see you next week Mm